The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another session here at the KickPod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, here giving you the insider of my martial arts experience, as well as my thoughts and opinions on certain martial arts subjects, ranging from movies, TV shows, cartoons, etc. Also highlighting certain martial artists from around the world. Okay, today is definitely going to be one of them special type of um, sessions. Definitely one session that I'm really going to enjoy talking about. Of course, this session is um, going to be about a movie that pretty much is among my top favorite movies to watch. Probably one of the movies I watch like a hundred times and seems like every time I watch it, it's like it's it gets shorter. But nevertheless... It's probably a one movie I know by heart. And this movie happened to be released 25 years ago. And it's, yeah, it celebrated a 25-year anniversary on Tuesday as um, it was released August 18th, 1995. And the movie I'm talking about is, of course, the movie adaptation of the video game Mortal Kombat. Starring Robin Shu. Lyndon Asper, Aspie, Aspie, Bridget Wilson, uh, Carrie Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Tagawa, and you got Talisa Soto, and Christopher Limber. Okay, so definitely this movie has, um, I gotta say, probably had to be among the best movies in 1995, or probably the best movie of all time. I mean, the, other than like, the storyline you have like the cast got put put together real good choreography special effects and you know you wonder why like this is like the most talked about movie and you know <clears throat> this being like the um, the like the first ever like movie of the um Mortal Kombat um series well actually you think about it you got the first two Mortal Kombat games that came out before this movie was released, you know, it was a success with both of those games. The first movie, though, the first game and the second game. But when you think about the storyline, I mean, of course, the, the first Mortal Kombat movie doesn't almost fits with the storyline of Mortal Kombat 1. But yet it has a mixture of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. And really, that's what makes the movie more interesting. I mean, that's well, definitely the movie makers definitely put uh, this movie well together. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about the advertisement for this movie. Of course, other than the trailer that came out, I mean, really trying to get people to really pay attention and really get their hopes up for this movie. Of course, that was a great um, trailer. When I first saw it, it was like. Like when um I was over at my friend's house and we was watching Dumb and Dumber on video, of course there was a trailer to coming out. I was like, yes, they're gonna make a movie out of this. <clears throat> I can't wait to see this. 
of course other than the trailer you have um before the movie was coming out you had the um other things promoting this uh, movie you had the release of mortal kombat 3 or released months before the movie release of course <clears throat> i mean with mortal kombat 3 it definitely got everybody pumped up for that movie you know with mortal kombat 3 uh you had like other features well you other than having those previous features from mortal kombat 2 you got the mortal the fatality Fatality, friendship, and the pit fatalities, but the addition to the Mortal Kombat three game, of course, you had like um, something called animality, where other than kill your opponent with a fatality, you your opponent <clears throat> you can kill your opponent by changing into an animal, and either you can eat them up or chop them up or do whatever. So that's like another form of fatality. Also, addition to that Mortal Kombat 3 game is a combo system, which was great because you don't, I mean, there's like among like, you got to be among those people that become, that come up with a killer combo other than the combo that's set in the game. But, you know, really, I know I do my best to try to come up with a killer combo. You know, definitely there's like plenty of people that really train hard to come up with a killer combo. And other than that, you have, um, there's a way you can, um, you can show mercy in that game. It's like, that's something that didn't happen before. You show mercy, you give the person a second chance. And if they don't beat you, then you can't get another second chance. And also, another addition of that game is um, you can choose your destiny. So the easier you, easier destiny you picked, the less people you face, the more easier your destiny is. But the harder you pick, the more characters you face, and yet the more harder it gets. So definitely the difficulty is a good setting for this um, game. And also another thing that promoted the um, Mortal Kombat movie was um, they made a sort of a 30-minute um, animated um, cartoon. It was like half um, animated and half um 3d of course um it didn't <clears throat> follow the movie but um it kind of kind of gave you an idea of what the what you're going to see in the movie so basically it's luke kane johnny cage and sonya all up in the boat and yet you have Rayton telling them stories behind the mortal kombat tournament like telling them you got um shang sung winning his first victory in the mortal kombat and the story, the rivalry between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And you have the story of how Goro became the prince of the subterranean realm of Shokan. And then the last one, it shows that the champion of Mortal Kombat, the Liu Kang's descendant, or Liu Kang's ancestor, Kung Lao, was defeated by Goro. And yet, um, and that's how they took, o took over the tournament. And that's pretty much how that video goes. And then definitely there's addition there. There's um, a making of the Mortal Kombat movie. So it's, it has the cast talking about their role in the movie and then the special effects and the storyline. And that was interesting. But just to give you a, like a a quick um, kind of a quick background of the movie. Of course, you have Mortal Kombat happens once a generation. 
and the whole idea of a Mortal Kombat tournament is other than fighting people from around the world, but yet the world is in stake. As you have Shang Tsung a control of the tournament, and it's said that if he wins ten Mortal Kombat, ten Mortal Kombat's, um, the Earth Realm will be taken over by Outworld. And in this case, that's and then this is where the tenth tournament happens, and this is where the story begins, or the journey begins. Okay, let's talk about casting. I mean, you got so, and the characters as well. Let me let me get in this. Uh, I mean, yeah, the casting was very um very well put together. I mean, really for. Usually, like, I was easily fooled that, you know, you had so many great martial artists in this movie, but, you know, half of them wasn't even martial artists, like, such as Bridget, Bridget, Bridget Wilson. Of course, you have Kerry Hiroyuki. Oh, he wasn't a martial artist. Of course, you had the late um, Trevor, uh, Trevor God, what am I, I'm trying to say his name. You got Trevor Go, 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 go. Man, I can't even say the name, but you know, he was in the movie. He played as Kano, and of course, uh, he didn't have much of a background. And also, you had Talisa Soto. Of course, she wasn't a martial artist; she was a model, but she pretty much acted like a good martial artist. I mean, she didn't have a good scene with um Luke Kane. I mean, it was just only short-lived. But nevertheless. You had such good cast and good actors. I mean, but let's get to the characters. You got Luke Kang. And just a heads up on most of these characters. You got three of these characters. You got Luke Kang, Johnny Cage, and um, Sonya. All, ba all based on real life uh, martial artists, to be precise. You got Luke Kang. is based off of Bruce Lee, if you notice. You know, he has the flying kick. Of course, the story... Behind him, it's like you got the video game version. You got him as a Shaolin monk, is chosen to be in the Mortal Kombat tournament. And yet, in the movie, you know, after he flees to America because he thought the tales was nonsense. And then yet, and to differ from the video game, Luke Kang didn't have a brother in the like he did in the movie. But yet, his brother decides to follow his footsteps and chooses to be trained for the Mortal Kombat tournament and yet in the beginning of the movie he's he has a confrontation with Shang Tsung and you know, he was like he, he was just doing his best just trying to attack Shang Tsung but was and failed miserably you know really but he we had his hopes up and then of course you see Luke Kane waking up almost like a dream but it was a real a real a real um, reality his brother was killed so definitely he comes back to his um homeland of the the order of light temple and he chooses to fight in a tournament to avenge his brother but yet the monks kind of well actually Raiden kind of um warned them about it <laughs> All right so yeah, you got Luke Kane, and then of course you got um, Sonya. Of course, she has her own vendetta in the tournament uh, to pursue Kano. And you got Sonya, Sonya's character, 
based off uh, Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, another martial artist that she'd been in movies. Pretty awesome martial artist. Pretty good flexibility. Nobody to mess with. And of course, currently, now uh, who's got a good portray of Sonya is uh, Ronda Rousey. Of course, um, if you think about it, of course, when I think about it, she's the voice of Sonya in the new Mortal Kombat 11 game. I mean, that's that's just interesting. Of course, in of course in the video game, you got Sonya was lured into the tournament after pursuing pursuing Kano, and her men got um, captured and was forced to do go in the tournament. But yet in the movie, I mean, she was lured into the tournament just to face Kano in the in the scene. So definitely, that's what's that's her old. That was her own pursuit. And lastly, you got Johnny Cage. Of course, a movie actor. And uh, yet, I was actually say the movie and um, video game kind of have a similarity. Of course, you got Johnny Cage wanting to prove that he he's the real deal. And he's not acting. And yet, you see that Shang Tsung's opportunity to lure Johnny Cage into the tournament. You know, really. You you have and definitely you got Johnny Cage based off of Jean Claude Van Damme and in actuality and Van Damme was picked to be um, play as Johnny Cage in the video game but um, of course um, he had his own priorities so the person that stepped up was um, was man, man Daniel Persina Daniel Persina yeah. He filled the role of Johnny Cage. Yeah, actually met him in the Comic-Con. He dressed up as Scorpion also with John Paris, a.k.a. Jax. So you got these three people. Honestly, they are. Yeah, you got these three people definitely chosen for the tournament. This is like the focus of the film. Uh, Johnny Cage, Luke Kane, and Sonya all the main focus. But not to take it away from the other characters that are in this movie, you got... Of course, Chris Casamasa, who played Scorpion. Of course, you had uh, France, France Pennant, who played Sub-Zero. And of course, you had Keith Cook, who played Reptile in the, in the first movie. And also, he made appearance in the second movie, playing um, Sub-Zero's younger brother. All right, so basically, you got so many people coming back for a sequel. Hey, right, so that was so awesome. Okay, I want to go into like the scenes that I not my favorite scenes that I like. So of course, you got the three combatants versus the guards. I mean, of course, the guards are after them after they were caught spying on some Shang Tsung, Kano, and Goro as they were discussing the tournament. And of course, um, Shang Tsung sends his guards to go take care of the three combatants. But yet, here they are. They're working together as um, a team, even though they know they was going to go against each other in the tournament. But yet, you have you have these three really prepping themselves for the tournament. You know, you're going to see a lot of, of choreography and a lot of kata. You know, you see Bridget Wilson doing her thing I mean she's doing doing small stuff but it's like devastating I mean really and you got uh, Johnny Cage 
right, being played by um, Ashby. Ashby. He was like definitely he trained in martial arts, and he was really well. That's just a small thing, other than the scene that he was doing in the beginning. He was doing a movie scene, and of course, and that was just the kind of like the preliminary of what's going to go on. All right, so that's one scene. All right, the next scene, probably the the first the first match of the Mortal Kombat tournament. You have Clue Kang. First match, I guess I didn't know what the guy's name, but he you know he had braids on, and his this is how they fight. Of course, you know, other than fighting hand to hand, they had bow staffs, and you know you had to be highly skilled to work with a bow staff. In this case, uh, Luke Kane and the other guy was um fighting each other with bow staff. <laughs> you see, it was like Luke Kane was definitely getting the upper hand. It's really trying to find ways to really. Lure him into like a, a trap, like where he's going to attack. You know, you see him. He was like kick him in the back, and then of course he does like a almost an aerial with a um, stick. And then of course the guy got mad and broke his bow staff and tried to attack him. Then Luke Kang just hit him with like a double drop kick, and that was that was and he just nips up and he just looks fierce. And then from there you got Shang Tsung taking the guy's soul and he utters the ironic words fatality yeah you know you're gonna see a lot of ir irony in this movie that or just a reference references from the mortal kombat game of course you got shang Tsung says fatality of course you got um when johnny cage fought scorpion after he defeated him he um a, a photo came out like in the reference of Johnny Cage friendship in Mortal Kombat 2 and what else you had oh yeah you had you, oh you guess you had Johnny Cage doing a split punch that's a reference Liu Kang doing a bicycle kick and what else you had of course Sonya doing this uh Sonya doing her oh. leg grab <laughs> so man it's a long day you know, I wanted to do this yesterday, but, you know, I was tired. But anyway, going to the next scene, another good scene. It was Johnny Cage versus Scorpion. Of course, you got the minions in the middle of the forest. And you got Scorpion standing there in a nice, good position. His hands um, sticking out. And, of course, his spirit comes out of his hand. And he utters the words, get over here. And the spirit just chases Johnny Cage throughout the forest. And it gets to the point where the spear got stuck in the tree. And you got Johnny Cage going running after Scorpion. And they, of course, another reference, you got Scorpion teleporting. That's one of his moves. He teleports. And then, of course, Johnny Cage does his shadow kick. And he, um, they go to a different different scene or different, different location. Of course, yeah, you got... Um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites. This the choreography was so great in this in this scene. I mean, you have Scorpion and sub Scorpion and Johnny Cage really duking at it, going back and forth, really get, giving some and taking some. I mean, my favorite part of that scene where you got Scorpion sweeping down Johnny Cage and then he start kicking at him and then he start kicking at the camera and I just like that. He's like, that's just like a funny scene to me. He just kicks at the camera. He's like. 
and I'm just just laughing at it. We're just thinking about it, like just kicking them. And of course, uh, it gets to the part where um, at the finish of the um, scene where Scorpion knocks, um, I guess um, Johnny Cage gets the high ground and then he knocks um, Johnny Cage down to the ground. And of course, Scorpion here, he does sort of his fatality where he takes off his mask and it shows his, he has a, a skeleton face. And he blows fire, and yet you got Johnny Cage throwing a like a spear at him, and defeating Scorpion. And oh, and we both know that Scorpion's already dead. All right, so definitely he got killed by Sub Zero, or some way he got killed by Sub Zero, and he avenges. Um, he's out to avenge his death, but yet, if you have if you seen uh. The new, the new um, upcoming Mortal Kombat m movie, the animated one in 2020, The Scorpion's Revenge. Of course, it gives you the story of how Scorpion uh, became the living dead. All right, so definitely that's a good movie to watch. Also, I probably gonna end up watching that a hundred times too. And just keep in mind for you kids that like to watch radar movies, uh, watch it at your own risk. All right. Also, another awesome scene, you have Sub uh, Scorpion's enemy, Sub-Zero, going against Liu Kang. Another good scene. All right, so they definitely was giving some or taking some. And I like the, kind of like the end of the scene where um, you got Sub-Zero coming up, making up this big force ball or force shield of ice. And then you got Liu Kang throwing a bucket of water because of um, Katana's advice. She throws, he throws a bucket of water, and of course, this uh, big sickle, ice sickle, come out and just uh, stabs Sub Zero and freezes him. But you know, the, definitely the choreography was so great in this, in this scene. It's like I even got the the music that was used in this um scene. I listened to it as I was as I running, just thinking about it. No, oh, no, no, oh yeah, and also I have the um. Also, the music to Scorpion and um, Johnny Cage's um, scene. And it's like, really, this, 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 you wonder why this is my favorite, favorite thing to watch. Hey, so definitely you have uh, those two scenes. And also, but definitely there's two more scenes that I like. Also, you got Liu Kang against the other ninja. Usually, or should I say, the usually hidden ninja. As in the Mortal, first Mortal Kombat uh, move or Mortal Kombat game, he was a hidden player. You know, you have to at least um, like get a double false victory at the pit and um, and do the fatality to be able to fight Reptile. So it's Luke Kane versus Reptile, of course. Um, in this movie, you got Reptile as like a, a reptilian creature animated and of course Luke Kane throws him into a statue throw, throws it in the statue and then all of a sudden the statue transforms into the ninja f version of s Reptile and they had their fight going back and forth yeah this was good you know I just like after the upbeat definitely made them the the, um, the scene more interesting but definitely it was a good scene you got 
Luke Cage always getting the upper hand in the end. And of course, this is where he does his famous bicycle kick and um, kicks him right out of the kicks right out into like the opening that where he got kicked in in the first place. And he's like here just doing constant backflips and then he turns back to the statue and just and the statue breaks apart. And of course, the actual treptile comes out covered in bugs and Luke Cage just steps on him. The same type of stomp that Scorpion did to the camera. He did, Luke Kane did the same thing. Uh, yeah, that was just an interesting scene. Okay, now on to the, the last scene. Here you got, this is pretty much the most interesting scene. This is pretty much the climax of the, um, the Mortal Kombat movie. You have Shang Tsung versus Luke Kane. Of course, they have their preliminary battle, like doing the choreography. Yeah, just really throwing attacks and blocking and of course Liu Kang gets the upper hand giving him a good right hand and from there he just kind of stops a little bit and the uh well before I get to the scene you know Liu Kang of course uh was told by Princess Kitana that uh he was going to face three challenges you know face your enemy face yourself and face your worst fear of course, yeah, that's pretty much what Katana pretty much warned them about when they went to the Black Tower in the Outworld. Of course, when she made face your enemy, you got Shang Tsung putting, taking the souls of a thousand dead warriors. And it, of course, the souls, the souls go into some type of like, uh, like uh, kind of like a burial ground and they pop out of the ground and then you got... They got weapons and everything. And of course, Luke Kane using Kata to really take the warriors down. That was so great. And of course, the last one, he um, faces a samurai and he takes him out with a spinning heel, heel kick. And yet you see Shang Tsung playing his mind games. And he meets his, um, meet himself in the top of the um, top of the balcony. And yet, you here you go, you got Luke Kane running up there, and then here's where he's faced himself. You know, he has to believe in himself. You know, he was so doubtful that Chan died and he was responsible, but you know, he learned every man's responsible for his own destiny. He, he understood that his brother chose his bath. His brother choose to train for the tournament. So nothing to be ashamed of. If somebody chooses their path, you know, you know, you don't want to feel responsible. I mean, everybody has their little uh, mission. Whew. And, of course, here you go. And you got the scene going. Keep continuing. Then, of course, you got Shang Tsung trying to play mind games with um, Liu Kang really changing into his brother. And you know, he's trying to lure him into a trap, but Luke, but it didn't work for Luke Kane. And it, in, this, in this case, Shang Tsung turns back and they continue to have their fight. And Shang Tsung gets the upper hand. And you know, that's, that's just the heat of the whole. That was like the whole um, heat of the whole scene. And yet, you got Luke Kane getting set for his hot comeback. And yet, he comes back and. Tells Shang Tsung that he's nothing without his 
He's nothing without the souls that he contain. And of course, he pities them. And yet, Liu Kang gets an upper hand and takes Shang Tsung down and he falls into another reference. And he falls into the pit where the spikes, yeah. Definitely in the first Mortal Kombat game, you've, you can knock your opponent into uh, a pit of spikes. So that's what happened with Shang Tsung. He falls in a spike and he, of course, he, he's, he deteriorates or into bones. And, of course, he gets the, all the souls that he took and are popped out of him and going up to the heaven above, even including Liu Kang's brother, which say one day they'll be reunited and his spirit will always be with him. All right, so definitely, it's definitely a good movie. I mean, I really like talking about this. You know, the martial arts um, in this movie, that's pretty much why I got into martial arts because of this movie. You know, I wanted to really, like, kind of imitate every character in this movie. Mostly, like, Scorpion. Like, Scorpion's, like, my top favorite character in Mortal Kombat. And, you know, you got Chris Kalamasi, Kalamasa, Ka Kasamasa. Who played a good scorpion. I mean really. And not to take anything away from Sub-Zero. And definitely Keith Cook. Awesome. Okay. Alright so. This concludes my session. Of the kick pod. And uh, I hope. I'm coming up with. Um, definitely new good episodes. You know I'm coming up with everything. You know, But definitely I still like to thank the. 1400 people that listen out and i'm hoping by the end of this month i get at least 2000 so that's what i'm batting for all right so i'm gonna bow out and um definitely thank you very much for your time everyone and um definitely i'm going to watch mortal kombat as many times as i possibly can as well as the new um animated um mortal kombat movie so if you haven't seen that yet really get a look at that because you're gonna at least have like almost a different expective different perspective of what the the Mortal Kombat storyline is. Right, so this is your sensei TJ Williams bowing you out and I'll see you next time. shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Do, 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 do. Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what... Um, let's see, number one, we got a... Uh, Chris Hemsworth? Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't I don't think that was, they sell those here. Uh must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh, boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com. Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.